Warning, Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Supernatural The Crossroads. I am Miguel. No, I am not Thomas, but I am your lead Mexicano for today. And in the studio is my compadre Ryan. Hola, como estas? I, that's all I know. That's so. literally all of the Spanish that I know right there. And that's, I didn't even know what you said. I said, hi, how are you? You are more Mexican than I am. That makes sense, Orale. So maybe I should be your compadre and you should be the lead Mexicano. I, the lead Vato. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, there's no Thomas tonight. Thank God. So there's going to be a lot of talking about hot chicks. And penises. Uh, that's what we do. And there's no one to stop us. No, so. there's, there's no one to say. There's no one to segue into the next topic. So this show should take six hours. Yeah. Yeah. So he's on vacation. Thomas. So where is he on vacation at? I don't know. He's contracting and spreading COVID-19. I've what heard. Shithead, Last dude. I heard. Yeah. Yeah. He, he also did the same thing with AIDS. Yeah. For, for funsies. He seems like a, one of those guys. He's like, oh, I'm just going to fuck yeah. everybody. COVID-19 and AIDS. Just oh, for fun. What an asshole. It sounds like a party to me. Uh, That's how he rolls. He's hardcore. I don't know, man. I'm not trying to get no AIDS, dude. I mean, not that I would, not that I'm attracted to Thomas at all <laughs> whatsoever. That's not even what I thought when you said that. Oh, okay. But, well, you know, I just had to cover those bases. Yeah, I understand. Case. Yeah, I get it. Someone would have tried to ship us. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Yeah, you don't you don't want to be you don't want to be shipped to Thomas. No, I absolutely not. I heard once he had leprosy on the penis. So oh Jesus, yeah, that's old Christ. school. This is so this that's is basically so guys. This is basically what happens in any show on our network mm. that if you don't show up and it's like for a stupid reason or like just a re- normal reason, I guess we're gonna we eat you alive. Like oh you know that's what you it's what happens. Yeah, like when I had a, basically a root canal. <laughs> And I created an entire bit. Mike basically had Brianna Buckmaster say that I was a piece of shit. So, well, was she wrong? No, absolutely not. Yeah. That's, it was a great bit. He said, you're a pussy. I'm a huge pussy. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. He's a pussy. That was probably the hottest words that ever came out of her mouth. I'm sure she said worse. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't listened to their podcast. Have you? I have not. I don't listen. Do you know what, dude? I don't listen to podcasts. It's funny. I am on one and I don't listen to them. They're not very good. Most of the time. Most of the time they're recorded in someone's bathroom. Yeah. Or their closet. Or their closet. Yeah. All right. So today we're going to be talking about Supernatural Season 15. Episode 15. Give me shelter. The synopsis. Castiel and Jack work a case involving members of a local church. Meanwhile, Sam and Dean go off in search of Amara. See, that's like that's a good synopsis. 
Like, if you really think, like, you know how we always make fun of them, but that one's decent. Like, that was off. That was off Wikipedia, by the way. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, like, that, it's it's to the point. It it's absolutely covering. You know exactly what happened. I love how you have become a synapsis aficionado. I'm kind of a nerd. Season. I'm like a synapsis nerd. You kind of are. That's your thing. But like, I'm okay with it. Yeah, you should do a podcast where you just review synapses. Yeah, it'll be on Main Man Digital. It's the worst. <laughs> All right. So let's start this show off with a retraction. During our last show, we completely oh and utterly dropped the ball. We fucked up, guys. We had said we didn't remember that Amara yep. needed to be killed. I wish I didn't make that statement We're because idiots. she did. They actually did. They 100% had a conversation about it. It was very specific, too. Yeah, like we literally. We need to kill Amara because yes. of the balance. And yeah. yet, for some reason, none of us seem to have remembered that apparently we are all idiots and all three of us on this show do not remember that ever taking place and i have never like, that's like i felt stupid i'm not gonna lie like oh, no, i, I no, very absolutely. seldom feel stupid because you know this network if you listen to any of these shows i, I talk we're about idiots. masturbation i yeah, talk about idiots. my sexual habits and yet this is the thing that really sent me over the edge i'm embarrassed well i think it's one of those things too where it's like you know, we've been doing this show for seven years now. If this is the first time that we've actually like really fucked up, like I, I, I'm okay. I'm kind of okay with it, dude. Yeah. Like, cause we really like, we really didn't, you know, we, we, we fucked up. Listen, like, is it our fault or coronavirus's fault? I'm, I'm calling Corona. Listen, everyone's blaming coronavirus or Trump. So I'm like, you know, let's either or. Let's just, let's just blame both uh, of them. Let's just blame. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, let's you know what? We didn't remember because of Trump and yeah, coronavirus. Trump, Trump said something about being huge, and we were like, oh my god, and then we just forgot. Yeah, that's that's that's, I'm, I'm, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Yeah. So numerous listeners sent us messages berating <laughs> us. Saying, shame on you guys. Morons. How can you not remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't know why. But the moment the um, the then preview started, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're dumb. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, you know what, dude? Like, like I said, if this is the worst fucking thing that we've, you know, come across, then, you know, oh, well. G- guys, we're human. Linder Hill in the Patreon Discord chat writes, Thomas went on vacation when Supernatural is coming to an end with a question mark. And she posts an image of Danny DeVito from... It's always sunny. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. So I also have to question that. Well, Thomas is an idiot. So well, he also gave the last episode 43 percent. So I mean, his his enthusiasm is obviously not really there. No, he. Um, I, honestly, I think he would have hated this episode. I think he planned his vacation on purpose. He's like, oh, you know what? Ah, this next episode's coming out. I should probably go on vacation. He's for all, a week. fuck Ryan, fuck Michael, and fuck yeah, the show. Fuck them all. They suck. Yeah, but I do feel like this season's getting jumbled because of all the stopping and starting during yeah. the opening half. And then, of course, the whole coronatus thing threw us off. But I do certainly apologize. I take a certain amount of pride when it comes to preparing. And yeah. obviously, I fucked up. We fucked up, guys. I mean, like, and like I said, okay, if this is our this is our worst fuck up in seven years of doing this show. Like cut us a little. Listen, if if a very important person can forget a laptop, That's stupid. What? what? <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. That's what you get when you yeah. get a show hosted by me. Yeah. Oh, it's fun and, and actually funny. Oh, that's crazy. 
Thomas, go on vacation more often. Thomas, you know what? Just go on permanent vacation. Yeah. Later. Bye. Go give someone AIDS. Oh, oh my God. But, but hopefully they'll have like, like they some have type of. Right. Yeah. So you're not really giving it to them. You're you just, get it from them. Yeah. It's, it becomes that? super AIDS. That's more appropriate. Like super AIDS? Yeah. Super AIDS is a thing. Yeah. Easy E. How did I think? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Easy E had it, I think. All right. So <laughs> this episode was directed by Matt Cohen. It would seem like he did a great job with the actors. Okay, I know. Can we I make can, a retraction there? I, I think that's how we're going to open up the entire just show. All retractions. It's just retractions. Because so he did a made, fucking good job. I know. I made fun of it. And I feel bad. I feel bad that I, I laughed and stuff. But he actually, he killed it. Like, it was absolutely... There was a couple shots. I was like, oh, wow, that's not something that I think I would have expected from someone who basically this is basically his directorial debut. Right. I mean, if we're. Yeah. If we're, yeah. 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 So like I mean, he did a few short films, but, but I mean, but, but on Supernatural, like something real. Yeah. I mean, I've done a few short films. Yeah. I mean, I've shot a few short films with my phone. Yeah. Like, you know, what I mean, like <laughs> you in, do a few short films bedroom, every week in my bedroom and yeah. you release them on YouTube. So, I mean, uh, well, only fans, actually, that's how I make my money, um, you know. Uh, on main man digital patreon um so that you so you <laughs> so you do that and synapsis yeah dude I'm, I'm i'm pretty fucking multi-talented yeah synapsi is that is that like yeah that's the thing um so yeah so no i i do want to take i i will retract my skepticism from last show i think he did a great job uh um, he did a fantastic he, job. he really did he really did and the and the writing this episode was actually Pretty good. I, I, I mean, I liked. I, I liked this episode. I agree. There were numerous scenes in the episode that involved some intimate moments between actors. There were also yeah. some really great scenes that were framed very well. Whether that was him working with Serge or it was all Serge, who knows? But the scene at the crossroads when they had that stop sign in the foreground. Yes, that was pretty snazzy. That was season one through five type cinematography. Yeah, it was a good shot. And I, okay. So let me ask you a question. So I don't know why, but I heard like the train in the background and I thought that Jack's truck was sitting on the train tracks and I thought maybe like the train was going to get hit. Like, I, I don't know why I thought that. Like, it just popped in my head. Like, is it possible? Truck? Yeah. I'm like, is the truck on the train tracks? Like, yeah. Really? Because the way Castiel turned and looked back at him, I was like, shit, does he need to move the fucking car off the train tracks? Like, holy <laughs> shit. Homeboy forgot to how to, how to drive and park. Yeah. yeah. I was like, holy shit, dude, he might, he's going to get hit. But that was just a dumb, like me, like <laughs> stupid thing. But no, that shot was cool. And I actually, it was funny. There was actually numerous shots that were pretty good. This episode. I, I liked, I liked the crossroad demon. Mm-hmm. I thought he was, it was funny. Like there's him. some questions. There's definitely yes, some questions. The, well, yeah. With the red eyes, well, the red eyes and also the, the ending scene, which we'll get to yes. towards the end of the show today, which I uh, loved, but like, I, I liked the, the way that he started off like, okay, this is a traditional demon. And I'm like, man, really? And then he was like, man, fuck, I'm bored, dude. Like, I mean, listen, the, the episode wasn't, um, you know, an A plus, no. but it was entertaining and it served its purpose. And that's, that's what we want from supernatural is we want there to be some meaning. We want there to be some relevance and we definitely got that. And I felt like, yeah. I felt ultimately that Davey Perez did a pretty good job. And as a writer of this episode, and I believe he tweeted out that this was his last episode of the season. Really? And I want to take a moment to say thank you to Davey because He's been pretty fantastic over the last several think, years. Yeah, I don't think there's really been anything that he's done that we weren't really into. No, we've actually been a pretty big, big supporter, big of supporter of his work. And we're fairly excited when we see his name popping up on 
future episodes. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, thank you, Davey, for doing such fantastic work. If you look at his body of work, um, American Nightmare was his first. That was amazing. Great, great episode. Lily Sunder has some regrets was a very fun episode stuck yep. in the middle somewhere between heaven and hell tombstone was a bit of a miss yeah it's the yeah, one I mean, where everyone, dean plays cowboy yeah, everyone's got a miss you know i got married one time that was a miss for me <laughs> i'm also mint condition which was really fun damaged goods don't go in the woods atomic monsters the, atomic monsters was good the gamblers and then of course his uh swan song gimme shelter I, I mean, again, I mean, I think this episode was a nice mix of really what we needed. We um, needed information. We needed information. Absolutely. We needed vital information. And we absolutely. got it. We yeah. absolutely got it. And I think that was the biggest thing for me. Like, you know, because I keep saying I keep using the word shit or get off the pot. But I felt like this one definitely advanced us forward, which is what we needed. Yeah. So, and I hope Davey will get more work soon. I can't imagine he wouldn't because he did do some pretty good work within the last four years he's of Supernatural. Not going he'll get he'll get a gig. Somewhere. Maybe Dab will take him with him to Resident Evil. That's the series he's going to be show running now. After this, <sighs> all I got to say is he better. I mean, these writers have continued to save Dab's ass, save his ass over yeah, the absolutely. last four seasons or so. So, I mean, dude, I, give the man a job. I mean, look, I, I'm a big. I, I enjoy Resident Evil. I enjoy that's that. that that franchise and how I even like the movies with fucking Mila Jovovich, whatever. Some people can hate on me for that, but I feel like what they're trying to do with that might be a, might be good for dab. Um, but he needs to like, if he's going to go over there and do something good, he needs to basically surround himself with people that, yeah, you know, are, are air quotes better than him. Well, we've seen every showrunner that's moved beyond supernatural. Yeah. They have all brought their, their go-tos with them. Carver did it on Doom Patrol. Absolutely. Uh, Gamble has done it. Kripke has definitely done it. Uh, so I couldn't imagine Dab wouldn't do it unless they're like, fuck you, Dab. We don't like you. Thank God you're gone. I, I don't know. I'm just... Who knows? We, again, we can sit here and, you know, speculate all we want, but as far as... We're going to find out, like, in two years, Davey Perez has some handle on Reddit, which is like a troll account all against Dab. Dude, I'm telling you right now. Yeah, if, fuck if, this guy. I hate this guy. He's a piece of shit. All right, so we also saw the return of Dr. Sexy. Mm. Steve Basic. Did you catch that? That he is the actor that played, the guy that played the pastor, is the exact same dude that played Dr. Sexy I from Changing Channels back in 2009, Jeez, Ryan. I had, dude, I didn't know that. That's yeah. him? Dude, he looks pretty good. I, 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 uh, dude, I'm not gay, but he's a good looking that's dude, a good right? Looking bro. Ladies out there and gay gentlemen, if is, is he good looking? Is he a good we looking dude? Thomas isn't here, so we can't ask the only homo we have on the show. So typically, we ask him, and yeah, yeah, he's our go to. He's our go to. Yeah, like to know that stuff. I mean, look, here's the thing. Okay, I can I can appreciate a, a good looking man. Absolutely, that's a good looking man. Yeah, like and his little tattoo so. on his chest. I mean, yeah. that dude. That's I mean, he's a good looking dude. Yeah. Can't hate on him. I would go to his church. Absolutely. I would pray at his altar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'd bend the knee. Yeah, absolutely. You'd John Snow him. Yeah. No, no I, I mean, and I, he's a good actor, too. I actually, did, I mean, he was really good in this episode. He was one of the, even though I, I wasn't keen on the whole Monster of the Week element. Yeah. I get Which wasn't it. even technically air quotes on Monster it, of the Week. It really wasn't. It was about fleshing out much needed moments between Castiel and Jack. And, yeah, we needed those and, and we needed to though. understand a few things, and hopefully it did contextualize a, a few key aspects yeah. for the audience. But I do, I did enjoy 
the acting from him and especially the, well, the scene with him and Castiel in the office. And, yeah, really good. Yeah, I, like I, I that. think the thing here's the thing, too, that we always talk about the episodes that really typically are, are really, really good. Or uh, have a Portia good- says I would definitely kneel for him. Oh, there you go. Miss Monkey 9920 says LBR. I'm not sure what that means. Am I old? Uh, Am I too old? Lick buttholes rectum? I don't know. I made that up. Lesbian butt. Butt rape? Lesbian butthole. Oh, yikes. Um, Lesbian butt. um, uh, Rectum? Why do I keep saying rectum? (laughs) Uh, Heather Heather Monsoon 74 in the uh, Patreon Discord says, yes, Dr. Sexy Pastor is a sexy pastor. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. There we Uh, go. You would split the Bible for him then is what she's saying. Oh, my God. You would turn she the pages. Would, she would take the Mark of Cain for it. So, he, he, okay, so we talk about this a lot, right? You would we, serve two masters. Jesus Christ. We talk about this a lot. Like, typically the episodes. Oh, let's be real. I was hoping it had something to do with lesbians. I'm sorry, Miss Mon- Monkey. <laughs> um, are the ones that actually, it's not a monster, it's a human. And I think it's interesting that they went that route with this episode. Mm-hmm. And even Castiel saying, you know, sometimes it's not monsters. You know, like, sometimes it's. Humans are worse than monsters. And I love that angle because we talk about that a lot because there's been a couple episodes that they've done that. And um, I think that's a missed opportunity in this show that I feel like they should have touched on a little bit more. It pers- it might just my opinion personally, yeah. because how often do we hear about serial killers and just in general, like the world that we live in, it, it makes super First season. Well, right. first season of Supernatural, yeah. I believe, and then uh, was it that episode where uh, the ghost facers Thin Man? Yeah, I think it 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 makes Supernatural seem more realistic. Yeah, like for us, and I think that it brings I, a grounded element. That is, I want to say that even though we were dealing with a Supernatural during the first five seasons, yeah. there was still a grounded element. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas since we have continued to evolve and grow, we've lost that grounded element. And you're absolutely right, Ryan. When you bring humanity back into the equation, yep. it grounds the show. Well, I think we're constantly with Supernatural always talking about some kind of demon or some kind of air quote supernatural being. But the world's a fucked up place. And I think this is a cool learning lesson for Jack because this is isn't this this is technically Jack's first like case with a human being being the bad guy. Yeah. That's why he was all giddy and excited about yeah. it. Yeah. And I, so I actually loved that angle that they went with for this episode. And I'm going to be completely honest. I did not see it being the daughter. Yeah. I absolutely did not see that coming. Like, I, I don't know if it was just me and I'm an idiot, but like they definitely set up. I don't want to say it was predictable, but they did do very, it was very classic writing one oh one. Yeah. They did set up the mystery. It could have been the pastor. It could have been, uh, the callous, cold-hearted chick that got stabbed in the chest at the end. I'd have stabbed her. And it could have been Sylvia. So they did set up the player so it wouldn't be completely, completely obvious. obvious. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I, I, I dug that aspect of this episode quite a bit. And again, the good monster of the week kind of feeling to it. Um, and again, I'm okay with, with mo- we talk about this all the time, but I'm okay with monsters of the week. Yeah, if it absolutely. progresses the story. Yeah. And, has to. and and this episode had all of that. 100%. Yeah. All right. So keep Rayman Digital on the air by pledging. Oh, I just threw up. Ew. I had a lot of wine. Sorry. Uh, keep Rayman Digital on the air. I'm not professional like Thomas. I'm casual. I'm loose. I'm actually jerking it right now as I'm doing a show. So Guys, just I, deal with it. I, I'm not going to look. I don't want to know. I don't want to see your. <laughs> I don't want to see it. 
Keep Rayman Digital on the air by pledging to our Patreon page. We are now offering annual membership rates. And when you choose to pay for a year, you will receive two months free. Get an entire year of Supernatural The Crossroads content for just $100 a month. With that pledge, you will receive all of our Patreon content we offer, except live video. That's 12 minicasts, 30 to 40 show, 30 to 40 pre-shows, 12 bonus crossroad episodes, 20 to 24 video cast episodes, all within that year. All for just $100. Not to mention all the other geek-tastic content that Rain Man Digital has to offer that ranges from 20 to 30 additional episodes a year. Guys, it's a lot. This is all exclusive to our Patreon subscribers, so head over to patreon.com slash Digital pledge. Help us stay on the air. Help us keep going. We have an entire strategy planned post-Supernatural. We have an entire release schedule planned, which I will post on our website I would say the second to last week of the season so that everyone can beast their eyes on what we have planned. We have, Here's the question. we have slash fiction episodes. We have oh, we do. The, the porn parody we're going to cover. So we have a lot of fun stuff, but we also have a lot of uh, intellectual stuff as well that Thomas and I will probably do completely on our own. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll be completely. And I won't be throwing up on the mic or drinking wine. I'll be very professional. I have to adapt to who I host with. Uh, <laughs> Ryan's a sleaze, so I have to. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I he's got to. He's got to dumb down for me. I'm that guy that goes on a date, and I. Wait, this is a date. I, I, I adi- yeah, kind of. I adapt uh, to that date. Uh, you're my co-host. That's sort of. That's sort of a date. Yeah, it's we've kinda. gone on dates. We've we, gone on like movie. We, we like, have intimate rela- uh, intimate conversations. We've we gone to we movie talk about whipping together. our penis out. Yeah, it? absolutely. Yeah, we've seen movies together. We sat right next to each other too, so it was really. It was hot. Whoop. My, my dog almost threw up, too. I think she did. Yeah, we're the oh same. God, we're the amazing. same. Um, no, I was going to ask when our next, like, you know, slash fiction or when our uh, We have a RPG, lot of people. We like, have a lot of people asking for it. What about the RPG? RPG as people well. People like that? Yeah, people like the silly shit. It seems like more than the uh, the smart stuff. Look, I, I hate to be right and say I told you show, so. Uh, but. Yeah, well. You know, people like people like that shit. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the episode officially. Let's get formal here. Why don't you reread that synopsis for us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Castiel and Jack work a case involving members of a local church. Sam and Dean go off in search of Amara. Um, again, to the point synopsis, dude. <laughs> Wish I would have wrote it. I'm not that smart. All right. So let's start with hell. Okay. We saw in this episode. Some interesting things. Now, I doubt we've seen the last of hell. No, absolutely we still not. have five episodes to go, but it seemed like they were filling us in on some detail that we're going to know, need to know later. Yep. Ro- First off, Rowena seems to be ruling hell rather well. She's uh, so I do, this does not surprise me in the least bit. Um and I'm I'm actually glad they gave us a little bit on what's going on in hell because we need to know. We need to know because I I feel like you're right, Mike. I feel like this is a an aspect. It's a major setting. That's yes. That's going going to be huge going forward here. So I am actually um, glad that they touch on this. But I mean, doesn't does it really surprise you that Rowena is uh, you know running it like a freaking boss well no I, I think we all kind of thought that would happen but what does this mean though that's the big question yes she's running it like a boss without a doubt she is running hell without having to trick people or convince people to sell their souls 
She's got the mindset that people will end up where they belong, which probably is how it should be. Yeah. Uh, So she's keeping things running smoothly. But I wonder if this will lead to something bigger and whatever it Mm. is. We'll have to connect to the ending of the show. This isn't something you introduce. This isn't an element you introduce just to say, hey, guys, hell is okay. No, this is a pacifying moment. When you write an episode like this, this is a pacifying moment. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to get back to this bookmark it, put a pin in it. Demons have nothing to do. You even had the crossroad demon essentially question his own existence. (laughs) This is going to end. Yes, it could be shrugged off as possibly a, a humorous moment. Right. But you're dealing with five episodes left. Are you really going to have simply a throwaway line? Like there's gotta be more to that. If you have demons questioning their existence, yeah, there, there's more to this. And there's nothing to do. And then we had that ending scene where we had Sylvia, the killer of the episode. She's being put into that police car. And for some reason, the exact same demons driving the vehicle. Yeah. And I so I think that's a that's a that's a multiple angle thing here where it's like, OK, we're not being we're not able to make deals. Well, guess who needs a deal now? So yeah. I think it's very interesting that they, they that, that's not a throwaway though, Mike. I, I think we're, like you said, we're, we're, we're at the end of the road. Here. We're at the end of the road. There's no throwaways at this point. Like yeah. it, you can't set something like that up unless it's like heavy handed. Like, like I said, she needs a deal. That's how he gets the deal. Like, and it could spin off to many different things, things, but yeah. maybe with the demons board, they get themselves into trouble. Perhaps Rorina decides to close hell forever. Maybe that's how you end that entire thing. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Hey, listen, I obviously can't trust you demons. So, Hey, um, it could be that simple. It could be as simple as laying down breadcrumbs for final closure on hell. Yeah. Because and, we, I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I, I, I agree. I think, or or not so much closure going back on my theory like you know of, of Sam and Dean and, and all of that I, I which I don't I, I don't know I'm having a hard time thinking you mean that, that theory that all the blogs obviously stole from you yeah exactly yeah, yeah. what or, a bunch of fucking bunch assholes of putts, dude yeah. um I've been using that word a lot more lately I think it fits it's a good Jewish insult it, it fits. it's a strong Jewish insult yeah I mean I'm not Jewish but it fits for a lot of people these days Israel um, backs you yeah Israel you. backs you. yeah Gal Gadot L- backs you Lachaim. Um, I think <laughs> my only Jewish word I know. Um, it's a good one. It's a great one. Uh, no, I, I think you're either going to have to do a couple of different things. Like, obviously you, if you do go that route, which I, I I'm, a, I'm leaning towards, they're not going to do that, but uh, who knows? Um, but if you're literally gonna, who knows, right? Yeah, who knows? Who fucking dab does apparently. Um, maybe not. Maybe. Well, <laughs> hopefully, yeah, hopefully he knows what's going on. Um, I feel Dave, like he's all like, hey, Dab, can I put this into the script? No, I don't fucking know where we're going. With I this. mean, I know we have five episodes left. Uh, is it right if I do something with hell? Because you haven't really touched on it at all. So and that's a big deal. So should I do that, bro? I have a feeling. Um, and also, can you hire me on Resident Evil, please? Yeah, I need a job. Um, and I'll save your ass again. Yeah. <laughs> save your ass again. When the Netflix executives want to know what the fuck's up. I'll be there, I'll buddy. Be there. I'll be there. Um, so I feel like you've got to do a couple of different things. Obviously, if if you are going to keep um, Rowena as the head of hell, we're going to need to see that, right? Like, I think we need to see her 
she, she's not end. done. She can't. No, be done. she can't be done. I feel yeah. like we need to see her at the very end of the of the uh, last two episodes or whatever. We need to see something from her. Um, well, we we if we go the route of the supernaturals over, or at least we put to bed heaven and hell. Which honestly, out of everything that's going on, even if we don't close down supernatural as a whole, yeah, like the the obviously the element of the supernatural. Yeah. If people haven't listened to past shows and our theory on that. You still need to bring closure to the two biggest elements of supernatural, Absolutely. heaven and hell. Absolutely. And this could be simply a way to do that. And of course, we have that whole situation with heaven, which we have still not gone back to. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I have to say the the Adam equation is the obvious choice. Is he still out there? We know heaven is falling apart. Yeah, complete shit. And Adam's out there, and he seems to be like a decent dude that's learned something because, you know, he, not Adam, um, Michael. Michael. Yeah. And I feel like Michael has become a better individual because of being merged with Adam for so long. Yeah. It seems like he has learned to understand humanity a bit. So perhaps the two of them will end up actually running hell. Either way, we have to wrap up the Adam situation. We have we to wrap something. up the heaven situation. Yeah. And this hell equation should probably run in tandem, in parallel, I oh, should say. And, it, and it's one of those things where it's, like I said, like we, we still need to see Rowena. Like uh, the, the, before the show ends, before it's completely over, we need to see her in hell or whatever she's doing. That needs to be, you know, we got five episodes for that, which I, I have a feeling she'll show up in one of the next um, episodes. Miss Monkey, remind me to go back to that when we talk about Amara, because that's interesting. She posts um, a theory here that possibly death is a real villain. So just copy that paragraph there and repost it when I get to the Amara thing, because I have some thoughts I want to add to that. Interesting. Um, Jack ain't dying. I'm, I'm going to say it right think, now. I don't think so either. It, it, Someone well, sacrificing themselves for him. Yeah. If now if Sam and Dean find out, it's not going to happen. Well, I, 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 I'm almost positive that Castiel told him. There's no way in hell yeah. they <laughs> would. So stupid. There's no way in hell they would ever let Jack sacrifice himself. Yeah, absolutely not. Not after everything they've been through yep. and the people they've no lost. There's no chance. way that they're going to allow this type of collateral damage. No way. There's no absolute way that they let a person that they've already watched die and basically fucking eat them all alive. Right? Yeah. That his death basically ate them all alive. There's no fucking way. Yeah. Not a chance that they let him die. But that little reveal... That we found out at the end, the tail end of the episode, yep. did nudge Castiel to make a decision, possibly having to do with the empty. I I don't know if that's what you got from it. I have to assume that that is what he was going to tell Dean at the end. All car, all cards need to be laid out on the table. Yep. I, I don't know if it was him. For a moment, I had thought, okay, he's going to tell Jack, or he's going to tell Dean about Jack, that Jack needs to die to, right right that's one that's one thing i had thought but then it seemed much bigger because jack made it clear you don't have uh you don't have a choice castiel so it seems like castiel may end up making some deal with the empty or talking to the empty or at least coming clean for wh- whatever reason right because we still have that issue to deal with that's again dude we're at a point where it's like we need to start we got five episodes, so some of this stuff's got to get... Yeah, and that's why I'm more leaning to that's what Castiel wanted to tell Dean at the end of the episode. Is 
the whole empty thing. And, and that probably includes Jack. Yep. He probably has some plan, possibly. I mean, he's been thinking about this for what, two two years now or two seasons, I would right, roughly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's got to have he should have come up with some plan at this point to deal with the empty. Especially now that we know the empty and Billy are in league with this entire plan to stop God. Yep. But I will say it's kind of hard to watch Castillo with no optimism or hope. It is weird. It's a little sad, honestly. And that's yeah. why this episode I felt came at a pretty good time. In a lot of ways, this episode was necessary. We had to see Castillo work through things coming face to face with a man, the pastor that has this deep level of faith. A man who is far from perfect. That's clear. Mm. He's not a very great parent. Yeah, not, not, No, not at all. But it feels like Davy Perez was hoping to pair Castillo up with the pastor so that he can possibly see a little bit of himself in this guy. Well, I think it's I think it's also interesting too. like you pair an actual angel with a man of faith. Yeah, and God, I think that is good. It's great. That and is good. That was the one thing that was the one parallel that I that I I thought and I also thought was great was that you paired an actual angel with a man of faith who clearly believes in God, but doesn't know that God is a shithead. And like Castiel never, never even thought to tell him that God is a shithead. Like don't ruin this man's faith that like that whole moment. I'm thinking, does he tell him or does he not tell yeah. him? Like, you know, and it's like, well, it's almost like a, uh, there's a little bit of sympathy there. Like, yeah. oh, you poor fool. You've, like yeah, you exactly. put all this, but at the same time, they, it seemed like there's a, a certain amount of respect for that, that yeah. you have no idea that God just doesn't care. And yet doesn't these people, you. these humans put so much into faith in God yeah. and they love someone who really doesn't give a shit. And honestly, I feel like Perez's purpose with this entire scene was to help Castillo remember the faith he once had. And that's why we had that scene where he shared his, his feelings. Yeah. You know, remembering that, yes, once I was a devout, you know, son, I followed orders without question. I lost faith, but then I found it in something else. I mean, remember what Castiel has been through as well. He's been a pawn in Chuck's game for not just, you know, 15 years or Sam's life span. It's been eons following blindly and never questioning. Mm. Imagine the amount of guilt he probably carries. And that was essentially the point of this entire side story in the episode. Well, I also love that Castiel, when he asked him, he's like, so you're an angel. And he goes, yeah, not a good one. And I, I, I think it's like, I think his faith basically opened Castiel's eyes in this, in this episode. And yes, exactly. Yeah. And I think, like, I think that was the point, right? That was the whole point of that pairing it helped together. him figure something out yeah. when he saw how devout this man was and how he truly fucking cared. Yep. It opened something in Castiel, something that he had forgotten. And we needed that because if you just have Castiel come to a conclusion on something in the next episode and we would, and we're like, wait, what the fuck? How did this happen? We would be, we would be crying foul ball. Yeah. We'd be like, wait, what? We needed this. I totally agree. Totally agree. And this entire thing, of course, was a way to also Jack to, I should say, nudge Jack as well. Having him open up with Castiel and eventually get things off his chest and, of course, tell the truth about Billy's plan, which none of us obviously were aware of. Yeah, I I didn't see that coming. And I think it was one of those things, too, where, like, I was going to ask you, did you 
did that shock you? Like, the, I feel like that one, like his actual death. Yes. Yeah. Because I know I want, I want to say in the last episode, you can tell something was weighing something on was him up. Yeah, and that the entire plan wasn't completely shared. And that's the reason why he had withdrawn into his room. It wasn't just about his feelings and dealing with the fact that he did horrible things when he had no soul. But you also right. got the sense that there was something weighing on him very heavy, something that he wanted to share because he knows that Dean and Sam and Castiel all cherish one thing more than anything. And that's loyalty and honesty. Yeah. So even though they all lie to each other, but that's something that's important <laughs> well, to them. That way that we're used to that. Um, no, I, I I think that was uh, th- this was much needed, and I'm actually I, a lot of these interactions and like even Jack's like basically, you know, telling the truth was much needed, and I. But I also think, no more secrets. We no, can't. We're dude, five I, episodes left. There's I no, said there's that, no yeah. room for secrets. I said that like last episode. It's like, dude, okay, we can't do secrets anymore. Yeah, secrets like, are it's done. Like yeah. we've got to we've got to absolutely be a hundred percent with everyone, and I think. I understand Jack. I understand Jack's secret because what, what is the, what is the, the what is the quintessential supernatural motto? Right. And he did sacrifice uh, myself for the love of my, my family. Yeah. So, and also he knows that if he shares that they're going to stop him. Yeah. Absolutely. And, he, and he is a strong believer that this is the only way it's the only way to do it. At least that's how Billy has, has posed the scenario to him. Yeah. And as we know, Billy has come off so far barely honest and open about things. But then again, she's about the balance and we don't, and we've said this, we but, said this several episodes back that Billy is about the balance. Yeah. She doesn't care about your end. Do you she think, doesn't even necessarily care about humanity. She cares about the balance. So if her decision, her decision may be a solution, but it may not be neither, the solution everyone wants. Yeah. And I think, so one of the things that you guys, uh, this is the way I'm looking at Billy. I don't, she's not a villain. I don't think she's a, a, a the, in the, in the, terms of the word villain like how chuck is an actual villain right now right she is like you said all about the balance she so has her own motives she possibly. has her own of course she yeah. has her own motives but right. i think it's more or less for the greater good and i think her whole plan is the only outcome that she sees working correctly to get the the balance that she needs as death and i think they're they're swinging it to us right now that it's like okay she might be bad like she might be a bad guy and i and i don't see that i don't i see it as she's not a bad guy she's just trying to get the outcome that absolutely has to happen and to me that doesn't make her a bad guy that just makes her trying to do what's best for the greater good right when you're dealing with the cosmos it's a little bit different story like yeah you know we're we're talking about like not just sam and dean but like a bajillion people right so like and not only that but multiple universes that have already died so her her thought process here is okay. What do I have to do to 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 you know have balance in all these universes and all these billions and billions of people? And if I have to sacrifice one kid for billions and billions of people, and I think that's the way Jack sees it. I love how Jack looked at Cassie. I was like, it's not your choice. It's my choice. That's a pretty fucking uh, mature thing to say. Yeah, like we've seen Jack grow a lot. And obviously we still see some naivety to like in this episode. No, he has a teddy bear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like there, we've seen some, some, some kid tendencies, but for him to look at Castiel and say, it's not your choice. Like he's basically accepted that he has to do this. That's incredibly mature. Yeah. Like that is, that is someone who has thought about what is going on and has made the decision that this is what they need to do. 
And yeah. to me, that shows incredible character growth on his part. Um, to the point where Jack's been around what now? Two seasons, three seasons, four. Oh, okay. Four. Oh no, three. You're three. right. Yeah, three. three. Yeah. He's been around three seasons, and we already have that kind of character growth where the dude is like, you know, telling Castiel no. Like, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And and Alexander Calvert is he's good. He's so good. Yeah. Dude. I hope he has a career after this. I really I hope he doesn't have the supernatural curse. Yeah. I hope he doesn't try to just go to all the cons and feel sign like autographs and, and then, get comfortable with that paycheck and then, and then basically yeah. become in, into politics. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> all right. So Linder Hill. <laughs> Sorry. I had to go that route. Um, Linder Hill writes the fact that Billy slash death and the empty are teamed up is not something I trust. Absolutely. I, I, agree, I agree. I agree. I agree with that. But I also like how I was explained. I don't think I she don't has, think, like we said, I don't, I don't think she has the greater good of humanity. Yeah. Like, I don't think she has that factor. Then I think she has, Hey, this is my job. Mm-hmm. And I maintain a certain level of balance. And this is what I care about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like we're going to definitely delve into that anytime very, very soon. Very soon. Uh, God and Amara are the true balance, though. Billy stands in the way, uh, Miss Monkey says. And that's absolutely right as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about the Amara and Dean stuff, uh, which I thought was great. And this, to me, is the... Uh, the meat and potatoes. I, and to me, this was the best part of the entire I, episode. And what, I don't disagree. I like the Castiel stuff and Jack. It was needed. But the stuff that was really great was this stuff. I'm so glad that Davey wrote a scene for just Emily Swallow and Jensen. Uh, the amount of emotion that was felt from that scene was just so good. Well, I, we, we even talked about when Amara first showed up and was doing all that stuff with Dean. We thought that their chemistry together was, I, I remember, I remember the episode we were talking about how well they work together on screen. Right. And I think for, for him to write this scene and the way they did it too, where like the first part of it was Sam and Dean and we've had these questions about like what the connection was there in general, right? Yeah. And this episode fleshed that out so much more. And I enjoyed I enjoyed Dean's like, you know what, fuck it. She may be a cosmic entity, but he basically like called her out. Well, yeah, because that entire scene was about it, it really built on the question we've had for a very long time. Uh, about the connection between Dean and Amara. Yeah. And it's obviously still very much there. We Mm -hmm. had asked that since she disappeared, which makes the scene that much more heartbreaking because Dean, as it becomes very clear, doesn't want to kill her. The moment when she asked if she can trust him, uh, that caught me off guard because of the sincerity of that vulnerability, Amara asking a, about asking about trust and Dean saying yep. he could never do anything to hurt her. And what a fucking pro though. Straight faced. Yeah. Didn't lose eye contact. Motherfuckers lying, but he knows there is he knows his plan. Yeah. But at the same time, he's speaking truth at the same time. He couldn't hurt her. Mm. That's but rough, that's dude. not it. When Dean asked why she had brought back Mary, this is oh. the stuff that made the episode great. And this is going to lead into an entire conspiracy theory that I now have. Or theory. Oh, you have a, a conspiracy yeah. theory. So let me go through this and pipe oh. in. Of course, you can interrupt. Uh, absolutely. Go ahead. I, I'm going to sit and I'll sit quietly until I. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, this was the biggest reveal. Okay. For a lot of reasons. It was 
a very strategic writing moment to reveal Amara's true character. Her answer to Dean was honest. It was filled with care, respect, and love. She wanted Dean to know his mother, who his mother really was, number one. That she was just a person, a person who's flawed. And the reason, let me, let me backtrack. The reason why I'm getting into this is because she gave an honest answer. Why did you bring Mary back? She was coming from a very real place. Yes. I wanted you to know who your mother really was, Dean. That she was just a person, a person who's flawed, complicated, yep. and that she's better than the myth because it's real. Essentially, she gave him the opportunity to get to know his mother for real. That's a true gift. And that's more. She has done more for Dean than Chuck ever, ever did. did. I, I think the thing that was really awesome about that answer, and it, I had to sit there and kind of I paused and actually had to think about that because we which I don't do very often. And because I'm an idiot. Yeah. Um, But well, I knew I was just going to be me and you in here. So I knew I had to talk Um, (laughs) (laughs) that the thing that I, I, I loved about that answer is because in the fandom, we always talk about how Mary was on a pedestal. Yeah. All the time, all the time and how we thought she was perfect. And the fact that Amara's answer was to say, Hey, I wanted you to actually know who she really was. And which not, and not meaning that in a bad way. Right. Like that, that's the initial thought process on people. When they hear that, they think, oh, Mary was a shithead or like when you want to see the true person, you want to see the bad parts of them, too. Yeah. And and I and I don't disagree with that, but I also feel like this gave Dean the opportunity, Sam and Dean. To know know their mother, to know their mother, to know their mother and not just know her from her burning on the ceiling Uh, in like their house. Have Uh, some uh, full memory of her. Exactly. And I think one of the greatest scenes in supernatural history, and you can at me, I don't give a fuck, is the scene where Dean is talking to his mom in the like she's standing there and she's listening um, I forget what episode it Season is. Season 12. Yes. That is second one of the, to last episode. One of the greatest scenes in supernatural Amazing history. Amazing episode. And we, Amazing would have, scene, yeah. we would have never gotten that scene had she not come back. And I no, think, and you, you, you weren't a part of the show, but Thomas and I have actually, we dedicated an entire show to uh, justifying Mary Winchester because a lot of people hate her and re- it's released on our Patreon feed, but we, do I don't understand the hatred because she she is a very real character. Yes, and I, that's what I love about her is that yeah. she is real and that she is a character that people wanted to put her on the pedestal. And I'm much I'm so much happier that we that we got this answer from Amara because mm-hmm. it makes Amara and her and Amara bringing her back that much more relevant and that much more powerful. Because now when you look at Amara and what she did and like just who she is. For her to make that, to, to say that answer, like, I wanted you to know your mother, like, that's massive in supernatural in general. Like, Mary was always on that pedestal, and for her to bring her back and give Dean and Sam, and, and I know this is a Dean-centric moment, but Sam, too, as well, the opportunity to know their mother and know their mother inside and out, not just what we know from, you know, the uh, show yeah. is so powerful, man. We got off uh, topic, but number two thing that makes Amara's conversation with Dean so strong. She had hoped that by giving Dean his mother, 
this is the greatest gift right here, mm-hmm. that it would release him of his pain, that it would put out the fire and make him stop being so angry, giving him a sense of acceptance, essentially letting him move on. Now, mm-hmm. listen, anything can happen. But in those five minutes, she showed true compassion, yep. love, empathy in a way that Chuck never, never could never has. And I have a feeling. A few scenarios here. She's either a going to sacrifice herself because of the love she has for humanity. Yeah. Humanity or possibly assume the role of God and lock Chuck up. Look at what they've done with her oh, yeah. since she's That's been true. back this season. Look at everything they've, they've done. changed her quite a bit. They have shown her actually enjoying her life on earth, enjoying humanity, enjoying humanity out of all the places she could go. She's chosen to stay here, enjoying life in Reno, enjoying different foods, actually paying for a bill. <laughs> yes. Paying for a bill. Yes. She's experiencing creation and she likes it. She has fully assimilated within human culture in a way that Chuck never, never, never has. could. He always played the I'm, I'm God. I, you're an ant. She even seemed to have felt sadness when she told Dean that she felt the world's dying. And here's another one for you. I'm wondering if we might find out that Chuck and Amara's roles have been reversed this entire time. Creation and destruction, which they brought up. Yeah, they did. What yes. if we find out that Chuck is actually the darkness? He's destruction. Look at everything he's done. Well, what if he, he takes delight yeah. in destroying, starting over, destroying, starting over? That's a destructor. What if the biggest trick he ever pulled was convincing his sister she was the villain? Oh my God, dude. I, I, I like that theory. And I think if that's the route they go, I will be fucking all on board with that. I also don't think it would be out of the reach for them to actually just trade. Imagine if the fake God locked the real God in a prison for eons. Holy shit, dude. And fooled her into thinking she's the bad one, that she's the darkness, that she's the destroyer. And yet, what do we see of her? She truly enjoys things. Yeah, she enjoys humanity and enjoys people. And Chuck has regret. Is the dick. And he's morose and he wants to start over and he fucks with people. He's vindictive. Even before he was revealed as a villain, he was just morose and miserable. Yeah. Oh, man. That'd be great. I I think think two options here. That theory is unbelievable and I would be straight on board with that. And I don't even think it's so far gone to say that maybe they just flip-flopped. Maybe at some point, um, Chuck just got so jaded. Portia just wrote in the uh, Discord, just an exploding head. Yeah. <laughs> um, like what, like she, that he got so jaded with humanity and controlling them that maybe they, they flipped and the darkness, like he became the darkness and she. I just think he's been the darkness the whole time. That would be amazing. I, I, the more I think about that, that theory would be so fucking awesome. And it's a great way to not a not have Jack kill himself and not get mad that God is an asshole this whole time. And yeah. And, and it would, would it, would it salvage us being upset, making Chuck the bad guy? Would it salvage that? Cause I know we weren't yeah. on board oh, yeah. with that. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So amazing, dude. Want more Supernatural The Crossroads fun? Subscribe to our Patreon page and gain access to our pre-shows. Before every single podcast episode, we talk casually about random topics pertaining to Supernatural, 
typically things we don't have time to cover in our regular broadcast. So go to patreon.com slash Digital and subscribe to our $3 a month behind the scenes tier or pay $30 for the entire year and gain access and help us stay on the air. <laughs> Linder Hill says, cool therapy. Do we trust Dab to go along with that? I said, no, we are smarter than Dab, duh. Yes, I'm really smart. And I actually built a time machine, went in the future and listened to this and then rewrote it. <laughs> Dude, if, if he actually like, oh, if, it, if that actually comes true, like. And I know I'm trying to be positive because yeah. I really, I did see these things. And if this is Kripke, Gamble, Carver, this is how you write episodes that lead to ideas. Yeah. So if this was any other series that we would be breaking down, I'd be like, yes, this is what they're doing. But because we are dealing with Andrew Dabb and he's a bit sporadic with his writing as a showrunner, he does a lot of things that don't make sense. He will sprinkle ideas and we're like, that really works. And it's not, and some people may say, oh, that's because he's not predictable. That That's not predictability. That's, that's ineptness. Yeah. There's a difference. <laughs> so I'm hoping that Dabb <laughs> did bring together these ideas because to me, why have Amara be so kind to humanity? For no reason. Why have her assimilate? Yeah. Why have her become essentially a part of them? Even Chuck never really truly assimilated. He lived in his own on his own. He was a recluse. Uh, even at, when he went to cons, what was it? It was about him yeah, and worshiping what him. he wrote. Yeah. Armara is being propped up genuine, very differently. Yeah. Man, dude, that would be awesome. I just, I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but I just don't see Dab being that smart. Um, Miss Monkey posts a Cartman gif that says, God fucking damn it. Actual footage of Dab listening to this podcast. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Tizzy Pace. <laughs> we need to get to some final thoughts of okay. the listeners. Let, let's go to them first. If anybody wants to drop into the waiting room, give us your final thoughts on Discord. I'll drag you in. We have about 90 seconds tops. Her listener and I can take three. So if you want to, you're so um, brave, ever so Ooh. brave, go ahead and do that. Meanwhile, I'm going to sit here and read some Facebook posts here. Ooh. We have a few. Perfect. Let me. Uh, you want me to pull it up? You want me to go? I can go. Do you have them open? From well, no, I'm just saying I can do my final thought, and then you could. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, why not mix them up? Um. I mean, essentially, I go first every episode anyways, because Thomas doesn't want to go first. Um, no, I, I, uh, I'm going to give this, honestly, I'm going to give this an 85, dude. I, I enjoyed this episode. I think um, it fleshed out things that we needed to, to flesh out. It progressed the story. It gave us an idea of kind of what direction we're going to go with the last five episodes, right? Weren't we asking about that last, last episode? Like, we're like, okay, man, we got like fucking five episodes left or six episodes. Like, where the fuck, what direction are we going here? And this answered some of those questions and I, and I'm okay with that. And it gave us more on Castiel. It gave us more on Jack. It gave us Amara. It made us look stupid because we said that we didn't know that Amara had to be killed. <laughs> um, but no, I, I feel like, and as far as monster of the week goes, like, yeah, this is a, a straight up monster of the week episode, but a classic supernatural monster of the week where it progresses the main story arc with, with answering questions but also giving us a very valuable lesson learned with Castiel and Jack. Yeah. And we also got that amazing scene with Amara and 
and Dean. So like this is this is a good episode. I enjoyed it. It was an 85 for me. There was a, like you said, a, shout out to Matt Cohen. We we dogged him. I feel so bad for. Do- <laughs> no, we did. I did. I laughed like a fucking hysterical schoolgirl because I was just stating facts. I just said he's directing, and I laughed like it was nobody's business. And I'll tell you right now, I take it back. It was a gr- it was a great shot episode. There were some some really good shots, dude. And whoever came up with the saw style finger chopper deal. <laughs> We didn't mention it in the show, but like I'm yeah. watching, I'm like, holy fuck, that's brutal. Yeah. I was like, damn, dude, that's brutal. And then the the other shot with the the dude that it said uh, lust and the guy was dead on the bed. I'm like, yo, we're that like, was a good effect. That was gross as shit, dude. The I was like prosthetics. Yeah. yeah I was that like, was holy good. crap, man. So no, man, this is a good episode. I enjoyed it. 85 for me. I liked it. That's all I can say. Yeah. All right. Let so, me times. Okay, guys. So this was a forty-two. Um, I hated the episode. I wait, hated Thomas it. sounds like Dab. Yeah. Well, no, he's more like a forty-two uh, percent. I gave it forty-two. Um, I just feel like it would. <laughs> I'm not gonna make fun of Thomas. I'm not gonna do it. Oh, come on. He's gonna listen. Is he gonna be all sad? Oh, and he won't be. He knows we're kidding. We love you, Thomas. Don't slit your wrists. Yeah. Get that leprosy taken care of. Yeah, on your penis. No. All right, so Jonathan England writes on Facebook, I actually enjoyed this episode a lot. I understand if a lot of people didn't because when you kind of sideline Sam and Dean with only five episodes, five episodes left, it's kind of frustrating. This may be the first time I actually enjoyed a Castiel side mission. Mm. Uh, even years when Carver was showrunner, a uh, big, big fan of all his work, but I was never really ever a fan of Cass's side stories. Hopefully this will be the last time we sideline Sam and Dean. I, I, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the same page. I, I never really was in like into the whole Castiel kind of side stuff. But I mean, this one was, like I said, served a purpose. So yeah, I, I can agree with that. Kathy Taylor writes, all I can say is the writers knew this was going to be the last season of the show. And this is how they are ending the series. So many frustrating thoughts going through my head. So many missed opportunities. So frustrating that even my casual viewer friend, Usk, Uh, ask asking what is going on (laughs) yeah i um was i i'm not gonna say she's wrong i get it i totally understand the frustration there are so many answers in fact i'll even say that this episode introduced more questions absolutely and not bad not like ones that i don't think will get answered no but it does i can understand that it can't frustrate when we already have so many questions right. and we only have five episodes left. Right. Uh, Heather rush for rush forth. Love that. Dr. Sexty came back as the pastor. I thought Jensen was riveting in uh, Dean's one-on-one with Amara, uh, but it was just a blah. Otherwise not horrible, not fabulous. Just dab. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> That's amazing. I feel like that should be a shirt. I just think dab. Just dab. I agree. That should be a shirt. That'd be great. Ashley Frank, I enjoyed the episode, but why was Dean always brushing Cass off? Well, you gonna make a joke. I, I think he wanted he wanted him to handle Jack, right? right. Was that what that's kind of what I got from it? Was like, hey, listen, just deal with Jack. Let us go do our thing. You you babysit Jack because he can't be left alone. He's going through some things. Is that kind of what you got from it? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, well, yeah. I also feel like if anyone can relate to Jack, it would be Castiel, right? Castiel is a, is a angel. Jack's a Nephilim. Like, I feel like if anyone's gonna be able to, to relate to what Jack is going through, like, I feel like Castiel is the best one other than Sam. Sam was soulless. Yeah. That'd be the only one that I could like 
I would I could swallow like them being together and him comforting Jack because who knows better than fucking Sam? Sam went through to a whole goddamn year of it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so, I feel like if anyone else could do it, it'd be him. But I think I don't. I personally think that with Jack telling Castiel his secret of like, hey, he knows he has to die. I don't think it would have went over as well if he told Sam and Dean. I think Castiel was the one that needed to hurt it first. Yeah, I agree. So uh, Ashley, as she continues, and at the end, Jack talks about killing Amara like it was always the plan. Feels like they just forgot about previously established lore. Okay, so when it comes to the lore aspect, they did do a minor retcon uh, during that conversation between yeah. uh, Amara and Dean. She had said that she was not the firstborn, that her and were like this at the same time and, and Chuck were at the same time. Yeah. That, that's also got to lead to something. Yeah, I agree. So uh, Rihanna just been disappointed. We have five episodes left of the series and this is what we get. I, I understand the pain. I get it. Uh, Jane Coleman watching tonight when it airs. Ooh. That's all we got. Uh, Miss monkey and discord writes, uh, they need to wrap up Cass's story in a decent way. And this is set up. Nicely. I agree. Yeah. She says, I'm not a big cast fan either, but well, I even like this. We know that his story is going to get wrapped up because he ain't in the last two episodes. Yeah. According to numerous reports. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, they got to wrap something up here. Right. Let me see if I can find, um, we need to wrap the show. Mr. Monkey wrote, I'm wondering if death was brought into being, uh, because Amara who eats souls was locked away. And now that she's back, it renders death and possibly even heaven and hell useless. Death is the real villain. That's an interesting thought. And it would make sense logically. Well, yeah, logically. Absolutely. So we'll see. It's an interesting theory. Uh, I, I, like are, that, I like that we're at the point where we can have stuff like this. You know what I mean? Like we can have theories. Yeah. Portia writes, my final thought is. Being so far away across two time zones sucks. Listening live all the time. <laughs> you guys are responsible for my lack of sleep all the time. Oh, sorry. Question mark. Hopefully she dreams about us at least. Yeah. Right. Well, not Thomas. For well, sure. when we talk about whipping our penis out, maybe she dreams about that. She dreams about our two inch dongs. Is that ear assault? Should I not have said that? I don't. Should it? I ask consent before I say certain things? Can we like consent that? to talking about our should, penises should I on air? Ask Portia. Portia, is it okay if I say things like that? Portia, is it okay I talk about my wiener on air? Is it okay that I say I'm going to whip my penis out and then you're going to dream about it? Because if it's not, I won't do it. And I'm sorry for saying I'm going to whip my penis out and I hope you dream about it. That just became a whole thing that didn't need that's to happen. A, that's a whole thing that needed to happen. It's called humor. Oh, is that what we're doing? Or ear assault, which is a one new the, thing I'm starting on this network. One of the two. It's going to be a name of a new podcast. Ear assault? Ear assault. So we're just going to talk about like, what, is the, what is the podcast about? I don't know. Obscene things. Oh, so it's a Rayman show. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Let me pull up this outro. I'm trying. The reason why I went onto that whole entire thing is I'm trying to find the, our outro. I had a feeling you were searching for something <laughs> and you're like trying to figure it out. So, um, yeah, I don't have anything. Good job. Thank you. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm a good, I'm a good second mic. Are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm horrible. That's why I'm the third mic on this show. To be completely honest. All right, so I want to thank everyone for listening. Yes. We will be back next week. Thomas may be here unless you guys vote him out. If we'll treat yeah, it. If you we'll guys treat vote it. him off the island. Yeah, um, yeah. we'll treat it like a, like that island show. Vote him off Survivor, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. So Vote his ass. If you out. don't want him back, then we'll just um, say 
See ya. Fuck you, Thomas. Ah, poor Thomas. Fuck you, Thomas. You little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt. 